So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This is part two of 2007's Carnival of Carnage. I am Matt, and joining me, as usual, are my co-hosts, Karen. Hello. And Quint. Good day. All right. Like I said, this is part two. Part one, we covered the the story of the event, the little bit of the history leading up to it, the opening ceremony, and the first half of the mazes. This- Did you take us through the opening ceremony again? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't get the joke, we had to record that twice. Yeah, that's, yeah. I could. I guess I technically could if I if you wanted to. No, no, that's quite that's all right. A okay, yeah. pa- just cut and paste it. Right. Yeah, right, there you go. <laughs> but cut and paste the right one. Yeah. <laughs> so... We only yeah we only got through half the mazes last time because there's so much to talk about this too. This is such a big year, and again, if you, if you haven't caught part one, go back and listen to that because that explains how big of a year it is. But we've split the houses up. I'm switching mazes and houses. I will never, for the life of me, yeah. pick one. I swear. You know what? I've heard I've heard um, Mike use mazes and and houses interchangeably. Okay, now. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with just. I don't care what I call them now. I just try and keep it balanced. Yes, that's that's a good way to say it. Yeah, it just it just frustrates me when I say it back to back. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I know. This maze but, house is yeah. it a house of mazes? No, no. I, I really messed up there. Yeah. I once I once I caught some of the the actual Universal Studios folks saying mazes and houses both both in the same uh, interview. I was like, I'm good. I'm okay. Right. But what I call it. Okay. Okay. Good. So the we split them up into the kind of the headliners of the event, which is Jack, Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface, and then the rest of them, which a lot of no slouches themselves. But what we're talking about in this episode, in part two, are those four headliner houses. So Karen, you can set it up, and we'll take it from there if you want. Okay. Um, the first one is the one that I've been waiting to hear about. Um, Jack's Funhouse and Clownovision. Okay, well, Clownovision, as you can probably guess, is 3D. Yeah, it's more of the yeah. crown of death. So, and, and this is where I, I was completely wrong in speculation on the one of our last episodes, where I said, "Is Chances Maze the first icon house that was done in 3D?" Well, nope. Oh, right. Yes. Uh-uh. And I wonder. I don't know if this has any influence on them making that one 3D or not. I, I don't either. I but, think it might huh. be coincidence. I mean, it's it's a good coincidence, but I think they I think what they want to do a chance really lends itself to 3D. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know at all. But just knowing chance and what they've said about it so far, really, yeah. just yeah, that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, and and for me, it was just like, well, this is the first I've heard of an icon house being done in, in 3D, <laughs> and then yeah. right the next year that we start talking well, about fir- oh, well, we have an icon in 3D. House. It is a fr- you said first you heard of, and that's true because we hadn't gotten to this episode yet. It's me the one that should have corrected you, but I didn't. No, that's not unexpected. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> we haven't talked about, actually, we might not have had the opportunity to talk about Chroma Death this year yet, this season, but I'm going to explain it again for anyone that doesn't know how it works and is going to 26 for the first time and going to the Chance House. Here's what to expect. Chroma Death is, is a very unique type of 3D where it, it takes the pure red end of the spectrum and... Uh, is that is a push note pulls it closer to you? So yeah. so reds are closer than they are in real life. Now it takes the uh, blue end of the spectrum and pushes it away from you. So blue is farther away than it is in real life. Green is the midpoint. Green is the exact depth perception that your eyes are are, are can see. So 
they can use the entire run of the spectrum, but they'll kind of lean towards the red side if they want it to be close to you. And of course lead to the blue if they want it to be farther from you or mix it all up to mess with you, which is always incredibly effective. Yeah. And, and the greens, when you say that the greens are the midpoint, there's a specific green. That's the midpoint. It's, green, it's pure green. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like pure green, green is the yep. midpoint. And then as soon as they start mixing stuff, the green can, can go back and forth as well. So it can come to the foreground, can go to the background a little bit. Right. You but, don't, you don't have just red, blue, and green. You have the entire spectrum and like orange will be in the middle. Blue, green will be mm-hmm. towards there. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And they, they use all of the colors that they, I mean, they, they use the entire spectrum at, to very good effect. Yep. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really I mean, interesting. I didn't know the first time we went through a 3D house, I had no idea how that was going to possibly work. And then my obsessive nature being what it is, I had to learn more <laughs> about it. I learned about Chromadep 3D and that's where this comes from. And I think um, one of the best examples I've seen of it, you ha- you didn't really get to see the best example, one of the best examples of chroma depth was when we were in um, Hollywood. Yeah, I know. I was too busy chasing down John Murdy. Yeah, you were busy <laughs> chasing down John Murdy, and I had no idea what you were doing in front of me because I was getting the shit scared out of me by <laughs> by a couple of these characters. But they did they did a really, really good job. I, I remember specifically the brick wall. And they had this brick wall, and it was all in oranges and all this stuff. And the way that it was laid out, like, like it was an uneven brick wall. You know what yes. I mean? Like yep. some of the bricks were coming out at you and some of them were a little further, uh, further away from you. And it was, it was just done really, really well projected onto a wall that was completely straight. Yes. It was, it huh. was fantastic. That I did see. And I also saw the, um, truck that was painted red yeah. that moved and it obviously never got past the wall, but since it was red, it felt like it was coming within inches <laughs> of your face. Yep. That was pretty so, cool. So, you know, before you think it's a very simplistic thing, it's not. It's, it's not. No, it's very, very technical. Um, it just happens to be based on the, the color pyramid or the color circles. Spectrum, yeah. Yep. Now, here's an interesting thing I wrote in my notes, and I never thought to, never thought of this. I wonder how this affects people that are blue, green, colorblind, or any type of colorblind. So, Ooh. I am red, green, colorblind. Oh, okay. And right. it works just fine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's still so it's actually twisting the light in the spectrum then. So the thing that most people don't understand about people who are colorblind is that I see green uh, sorry I'm green brown not red red brown I'm green brown colorblind. <laughs> You're I thinking see, red green from the red yeah, green show I just realized. Exactly. You're Canadian um, by the way for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> or he's Canadian. I'm telling Quint, you're Canadian, but in case you didn't know. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me know. Hey. <laughs> yeah. eh? well, I'm sure he forgets oh. sometimes. <laughs> oh. Once I've had enough drinks. <laughs> uh, no, uh, what I, I was going to say it to you, is, when you have a, a few drinks, that's when you sound most Canadian. I know. I, know. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so what I was going to say is that the thing most people don't understand about people who are colorblind is that when I see green, I see it as green. Um, when I see browns, I see them as browns. I just see them differently than other people. Uh, for the best way to... Uh, give you a demonstration of this is that I cannot dress myself in greens and browns because I will have completely clashing colors that look just fine to me. Right. I'm going to give, so, I'm going to give you one guess of what part of that clip I'm going to isolate and use later. Yeah. I can't dress myself. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, you can, here's, here it is again. I can't dress myself <laughs> anyway. Um, so it's one of those things where I see green, I see brown, I just see them differently. Chroma depth works on me. Okay, so, so it's actually it's messing with the the light spectrum itself. Then, like yeah. in a sense, okay, I, I never really looked that deep into it, and I'm sure there's some science behind it, which would make sense because you're looking. I think you're pretty much looking through a warped prism. I mean, or else this wouldn't work the way it works. So it just it prism yeah. just bends the light anyway, does the regardless of how you see it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> we went for a walk. I yeah. let the cat out of the office. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, that is Chromadeth. And this is a 3D house, and it's done very well. I mean, the just, just the use of the color palettes is... I mean, that's, that's the whole thing of the house here. And I'm about to talk about it. Now, it starts off with... In, <laughs> the Simpsons have now ruined anything that starts walking through a mouth. You, you, you walk through a big 
cut out of Jack through his mouth and is even though this is like it's not the same I hear Chris or Christy I hear Christy the clown saying welcome to a fantastic journey through my mouth from the Simpsons ride <laughs> anytime <laughs> I walk through a mouth or go through something that happened in a uh, there's a ride in uh, uh, the park we went to in what's that one in uh, Great America mm-hmm. that there's one that goes through a, a stone structure <laughs> of a mouth and as we're riding it as the car is racing through it I go welcome to a fantastic journey through my mouth and because <laughs> I can't not say it now thanks to the Simpsons ride it's it's pretty much the same as the itchy lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I think I said that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when don't you say it? I know, right? So <laughs> there's as you enter, there's carnival music playing. This is like the 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 big top house, the carnival house. This is the one that really really drives home the or I wouldn't say drives home, but takes that the carnival theme and and plays with it. So characters are painted up. They're still in clown motif, but they're not the usual clown because they just really played with the color palette on this instead of having like the the red filling in the mouth and the blue in the eyes they're all different colors and it's just like their their faces are all distorting and looking all different angles when you're looking through into the 3d glasses and that's the interesting thing because jack's face alone is yeah so many reds oranges greens mm-hmm. com- yep. combined with the greens and then on a stark white that that alone would already start fucking with you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Like, I, I, I'm assuming you have the 3D glasses by the time you, you walk through the mouth. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that that entire big facade would already start really fucking with you. Yeah. And especially because it's a goddamn fucking clown. This is not a ventriloquist dummy. Uh, might as well be. <laughs> so... After the initial entrance, after the clowns were messing with you to an extent and they had the different colors on the walls, you walked into a strobe light room. And in this room, there was, it was full, it was a, appeared to be full of floating clown heads. But it was, I'm pretty positive, it was a mirror room. And there was probably just a couple rows of them. Just a couple rows. Yeah, of clown heads <laughs> right. on strings. Yeah. So they were like, they weren't hanging i think they were like like kind of of bungeed or at least fastened from top and bottom so that that they could move but they wouldn't be free swinging and get in your way or hit you but still just this room and mirrors and reflection upon reflection of floating clown heads has got to be a dream come true for quint mm, yeah <laughs> i'm so disappointed that i didn't go through this house <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh, yes. Let me count the ways how this is not on my way back machine. <laughs> uh, into the next room, we went into a uh, large, uh, large um, orange, green, blue, and uh, there was how to, I'm saying this wrong. In the next room, there were large orange, green, blue, and red sheets hanging from everywhere. everywhere and they were kind of knotted in the middle. So they were, they were, they were strung from point to point up top so it kind of triangled into the knot and then the rest of it was hanging there so there was these the colored like pretty much the pure color palette that crumb death works on just hanging and kind of free flowing everywhere because people are pushing it uh, they're in the pathway so it's pushing out of the way just another one of those super super simple things but you add chroma death to it and you pick the right colors and you got something pretty awesome yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, and they lit it up with black lights so that the colors were really punch. And they do that with these all these 3D houses. Yeah. Most of them have some black light to them to really punch out those reds and greens and, and blues and the shades of blues that they pick, too. And that's the thing that that um, when you're going through a lot of the chroma depth mazes, the blues don't seem like they're very prominent, but that's because the blues are the far ones and they're very subtle and... It's without them, it would be a lot blander than it really is. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. you don't really realize how much the blues are actually giving you until you get to one of those things like what you're talking this, this room, or when you're talking about like a wall of text or something where all of a sudden without the blues, it just doesn't work that well. Right. Yeah. The, um, in fact, the blue, what you are described comes in to effect as the sheets are kind of thinning out where there's some large, um, uh, Jack of Heart cards, but with like skull versions of them, not not the Jack of Hearts that you would mm-hmm. normally see in a playing deck. And they are they're hanging and spinning, and there's a, I think a couple Joker cards too, and they're mainly um 
not mainly, but they're they're color they're painted in the main depths uh the chroma depth colors, but the wall behind it is a pattern, a specific pattern of just red and blue. And that is where even though it's oh, a yeah. flat wall, you kind of got this kind of surreal, almost ethereal, like endless hallway because the reds are right towards you and the blacks are far away from you, but it's just a flat black wall on the end. Yep. So that's a perfect example for it. Plus you have the spinning jack cards, which are of different colors, just messing with your vision. Real effective. I mean, it's simple to look at, but when you put them all together, super effective. This this with that just really does some amazing things. Sounds That room sounds fun too. Yep. Um, the, the clown stuff, not so much. <laughs> Next room, there's a few more of those hanging cloths, but not as many. There's more of those cards, and these are huge cards and they're they're not spinning they're standing there and you can guess why because there's characters hanging behind them mm-hmm. and these these characters are dressed more like the cards like the jokers and the jesters than jack so they're kind of like maybe the cards come to life is the idea there's no real story if you haven't gathered we're about halfway through the house there's no real story to this house no it's just, no it's just it's just jack fucking with you yeah it's it's yeah exactly yep yep um, once you get out of that area, you go into a, there's a, just a, a room, another room, mostly black, but there's a, um, huge image of Jack on the wall. And again, with his color palette, it works out well. Uh, yep. <laughs> so there's also kind of like this weird tree pattern in white and blue and with a black light. So we got different shades of blue messing with you. I don't know that we're outside or if we're being told that in this particular maze, the fun and games are over and it's getting a little creepy because I never got the sense we're supposed to be outside in this. So I think it was just kind of a sense of, of being just a little more ominous than we've had so far. Um, from there, we're the, the area is getting a little darker and I mean, in, in light, not, not dark in story, but a little darker. And we go through a, uh, almost pure black room, like the, just the, the minimal amount of light that you need for safety. And this is a pure like stuff in face house. There's like, uh, probably a fishing line, some, <laughs> some wet, like burlap strips. This is this, there's no chroma depth, no lights. It's just stuff in your face which is always effective as well and we really haven't had that in any of these houses that we talked about so far for this year yeah so it's a hallway of crap in your face yeah no <laughs> just just because that's always fun yeah, right. I mean, yeah. yeah you always expect um, something to come out from behind or from the oh. side or something so into the next room. This is a this this is an interesting room. Not sure. Well, I think I know why they did this because of the effect they have in here. But it's two huge clown murals on the wall, and they're in chroma yeah. colors again. Fuck. And this is <laughs> this is affectionately called the. I don't know if it's a. It's either. I'm sorry. It's either. This is either officially or affectionately called the snot and sneeze room. Oh. Wow! Yeah, the murals, the two huge clown murals that I talked about are are murals of clowns with runny noses, real, real runny noses, as you can imagine what that leads to. Oh! And at the kind of at the at the entry walkway where you're headed sto- headed towards, there's a there's a um a clown a clown head with a handkerchief, and every so often an air cannon and water sprayer would go off with a sneeze right. sound. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's an interesting idea. I don't know why. I don't know who would have thought of that. But I mean, again, yeah. I think it all revolves around doing some. I think the sneeze idea came first, and the rest was built around it. That's mm-hmm. my would take say, on it. Let's put a sneezing clown in the maze. Uh, well, it just doesn't seem to fit. At least not for me. <laughs> I don't know, but it was there. seems more gross and scary. Quinn's just not happy with the clowns at all. Yeah, well. Okay, yeah. next room is the, is like a big pinball game brought to life, and the theme is clowns in space. And there's strobe lights. <laughs> <laughs> and there's strobe lights that the show has seen. There's a mural of an alien invasion being on the moon, being fought off by clowns. There's giant silver balls. There's the bumpers. And there's clowns in spacesuits. 
Oh, so they're not like the killer clowns from outer no, space. No, they're not killer clowns uh-huh. from outer space, though. I'm sure that that, that, that is a, a title. I hate this maze. I fucking hate this maze. <laughs> that killer clowns from outer space is a title you, you hear a lot when people talk about the creative department of Halloween Horror Nights. I think that is like one of their all-time biggest dream list things to do. I, this is, again, me speculating. I have no idea it is, is or not, but I hear that title a lot. And this might be an homage to that. It's not anything to do with the killer clowns in outer space but it's clowns in space and they're killing off the aliens so it's like they took the titles of the of the movie and put it in a room that i think is very likely i would like to see them do something with that movie (laughs) what was that karen i'd like to see them do something with that movie (laughs) so would quint no no really (laughs) seriously i mean uh, there's something i i Space is almost a religious thing. For I know, me. right? I knew you were gonna love this. Fucking clowns into that shit, yeah. and god damn it, that is just fucking wrong. <laughs> I knew we'd love that. <sighs> so, well, after that, we went out of the pinball game and we're a hall of mirrors because don't forget this is Jack's fun house, so it's a fun house. So we have the mirrors that that go that warp you, you know, make you look short, make you look tall, make you look fat or fatter, depending on who it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently none of these mirrors ever make me look thin. Maybe that's too much to work with and I can't pull it off. I was just going to say, there are mirrors that make people look thin. It just does not work on you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, um, I'm sure I didn't write this down, but one of the mirrors probably was a false mirror. And as you're looking to see yourself in it, probably a frightening clown jumps out at you (laughs) or a happy clown. Uh, Clowns are nice. They're happy. (laughs) So here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm not promoting violence against characters because we've already discussed how much we hate that and how much that's just terrible. Don't fucking touch characters, people. But I am surprised that I haven't inadvertently smacked a clown in <laughs> my years of going to Halloween Horror Nights, just like on a complete pure reflex thing. I haven't. That's and good. If, if I can do it, everyone else can too. Keep your hands off this characters. People. That's a great PSA. That's true. Yeah. Quint can't. Quint. <laughs> it's almost all like Johnny Cochran. It quit and punch a clown. <laughs> then <laughs> you shouldn't punch a clown. Then you, you must hang around. <laughs> if you can't stop punching a clown, then you shouldn't hang around. If I don't get to punch clowns, you guys don't get to touch these characters in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. And Quinn has no self control. None. Zero. Well, that's not true. I, I know. Mean, I'm just kidding. I'm about the Neo Zaz network here. Chris has no self-control. <laughs> All right, Compared yeah. to Chris, I have self-control. <laughs> Compared to the regular population, not so much. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, so out of the funhouse mirrors, we enter the ballroom. So we're not done with this? No, no we're not done. <laughs> we got some clowns happily frolicking in a ball pit that are strategically picked colored balls with UV lighting for the crema death. This was like cool. Clowns. In a ball pit. That oh, it's is worse. It's worse. There's clowns. Biological warfare and clowns at the same time. <laughs> it's wow. even worse. There's like, they have characters, clowns characters that, that costumes had like foam balls sewn on them so they could really hide and you not see them. Come at you. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're into the final room, Quint. Here we go. So we come to the exit. It's more of those like, the tree line things I was talking about. Um, <laughs> if it's not a tree, then it's just kind of just something to warp the structure. So there's some black light flashes. Uh, we see some kind of uh, spooky sh- shadows, like the more like the tree limb things, like the light cast. We actually seen these these uh, light gels at Halloween Horror Night. So you kind of got this. Maybe there's a spooky outside thing, but re- it's just a last confrontation with Jack. Um, well, I shouldn't say justice, but it's it's the setting for Jack. It's dark, it's distracting, and Jack is lurking about in from wherever whatever corner he's that character has moved to. So you do get a encounter with Jack by the end of this house. Yay! <laughs> well, it's I mean it's 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 unfortunate because we've had some g- great interactions with the actor that has played Jack in many iterations and uh, i like him a lot and i just god (laughs) well this wouldn't have been him because he's actually doing the stage show Uh, okay uh can't you like just take a role that is nice and 
good and sc- I don't care if it's scary or gory or whatever, just not clown. Well, he has, but that's not what this show's about, so we've never brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that is, I know Quint's upset for me to say this, but that's it for Jack's funhouse and clownovision. Thank you. Great chroma death <laughs> house though. Great 3D it house. Sound, it Sounds actually like really it. sounded yep. like yeah. it. And it and you know the the whole cl- as much as I don't like the clowns, the whole uh, clown theme is just it's it's made for chroma depth, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And that and that's why I think this year with Chance is going to be just as cool because it's uh, her stuff is made for chroma depth as well. Yeah, it's going to be much. Yeah. yeah. And it explains why her costumes are the color. That's, that's what I was just saying. Her yeah. dress is like yep. when you when I saw the when when the three D and I thought about that dress. I was like, that's the shade of red and that's the shade of blue. You put some light on it and forget it. Yep. That is like a chroma depth dress. And and then the red hair and the green makeup and it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she'd be so cute if she wasn't a clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't wait to follow you through that house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fortunately, at least I'll get a run through before I yeah. <laughs> have to embarrass myself in front of you. <laughs> Although, you know, I-, I did hear you run in place, so I- yeah. I- I'm excited <laughs> to see that at some point, too. Because when we go through Leatherface, you're going in front of me. <laughs> All right, that is it. That is, unless Quinn wants to keep talking about it. Nope, that's nope, it nope, for Jack. Nope, nope. Okay. Next, next, that's next. it for Jack. Actually, I take it back. That's it for Jack's maze. We're going to talk a lot more about Jack in part three yes. of this. All right. It's- that makes me happy. <laughs> I know it makes, just because it's going to upset Quint. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then let's get moving. All right. Next phase, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Flesh Wounds. Yes. Flesh Wounds in the disaster queue where. The uh, saw, uh, not saw, run was last year. And I remember one of our tour guides telling us run was specifically put in there so they could have chainsaws because it's open air. So I mm. imagine this has got to be the same reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. So again, said in part one, but if you haven't heard it, this is the 2003 remake, not the 1974 they're getting this year. But it's, they, they, they honored the property, but they also honored the lineage as you're going to hear in this description because it's even though it's the movie and it's the title and it's the brand it's the Leatherface house like quinn's been calling 26 before we've yeah. even gotten to it yet yeah and and you know i i haven't i'll be honest i haven't seen anything other than i might have seen one of the other ones other than the original T- texas chainsaw massacre it probably was one of the ones that was produced lately but they're all the same story and they're all talking <laughs> about the same damn thing. And, and it pretty much you can't get better than the original, but it's the same shit. Yeah. It's Leatherface, It's chainsaws. It's hick town. Let's play. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way to put it. And I just, I think I said this on another episode, but I haven't, I just watched this again fairly recently on the plane and I, I, I it just 74 just holds up so damn well. I can't wait for this year's. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's like you said last in one of the last episode, other than the cars and a little bit of the clothing, 74 could have been made last year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that good of a movie. Yep. Yep. But anyway, so now, now that we praise 74, let's talk about the 2003 remake <laughs> on which this house is based after. So you start off, this is really well done facade this puts you right into what quit just said like hicktown off the beaten path you are not in a nice place because you start by crossing the port you actually get to kind of walk across the facade before you go in you're walking across the porch and the yard and the yard is is to your right i think it's just absolutely littered with crap it's got a washing machine broken wheelbarrow uh, (laughs) messed up grills uh, I'm not talking about teeth. I'm talking about like cooking grills, <laughs> Tr- trash, a uh, bathtub with weeds growing in. I mean, the whole country Hewitt Wait, family dude, setting. Dude, we are talking about Halloween Horror Nights, not the video I sent you of me going on vacation <laughs> back home last <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, we are. Oh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. 
So the even even the just just the it, many people probably didn't even notice this, but the front door is even held open by a dirty, moldy milk jug. I mean, it is hick redneck bad place territory. So once in so once you get inside the house, there's basically no time you don't hear a chainsaw. Uh, there are different levels, but you're always hearing a chainsaw. And hell, even probably even waiting for line, you heard them because the closer you got to the door, you heard a chainsaw. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> so we get inside. We're in a, the first room. Is this paint? There's paint peeled, uh, p- peeling paint on the door. The walls are blood stained. It's kind of a living room, but it's a little in dis- not not in disarray from being ransacked, just from being from the, the family that lives there. First family member is screaming at you. What the hell are you doing in my house? And it's, the, I don't know if it's the old man again. I don't know the 2003 next to the 74. I don't know if it's the same father character. It may, may be, but he's yelling at you to get out of the house. Uh, you go through this messed up living room. There's chainsaws roar <laughs> as you walk by the windows. Uh, the mother, uh, the the mother seemingly character of of this particular version of Texas Chainsaw because she's got a nightgown and curlers jumps out and says Tommy get him and as I get you and she's doing that every so often you know the recurring mm-hmm. uh, we've seen that uh, Karen's already seen it in twenty just going once in twenty five uh, from there we go past uh, some windows the first window is a bit frosted but you can still see and you you can hear the chainsaws. The second, the you see something going by. You you don't you know what it is, but you don't know what it is. <laughs> the second window is completely clear, and it there's there's a good amount of room for that Leatherface character to come charging at the window. He comes at it pretty menacingly. He rushes that window. It's actually kind of scary. You, he doesn't break through the window, but you don't know that when you first see him. It's a good rush of for a cool. character on that one. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah, and and. Man, if they do, do the makeup anywhere near good for Leatherface, it's that's to me that's one of the creepiest faces in horror. Yeah, <laughs> it's they were good. They were they were good. It was it was I, again. I don't know what the two thousand three looks like. It can't be too far from the seventy four. Um, but kind of like the with the Halloween remakes, it it's still the same thing. Just just done right. with modern technique. Yep, I, I would imagine. Maybe I should, nah, I shouldn't. There's no reason for you to watch. I was like, maybe I should watch it before. Why? The 70, this year is based on the 74. Why am I going to watch the 2003? Oh, God, no. Just watch the 74. Yeah, I just had an argument yeah. with myself. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> no, yeah, but we're used it's, to it. it yeah, true, it was, right? It's just as dumb as the typical argument I envision you having your, with yourself. <laughs> so next area, there's a, just a room. There's just a bunch of crap piled up, and there's a, a young female victim frantically screaming but she keeps getting pulled back into the room by somebody in the family I don't really i don't know who and i don't even know if you see who so see who it is so this victim comes pops in and out uh moving on there's a hole knocked out of the wall there's actually a couple of holes knocked out of the wall where you see the struts and you kind of see the drywall's gone and of course that's another great encounter with leatherface you know it's coming. You just don't know when, and when it does, it's <laughs> it scares the hell out of you. Uh, next room is with the uh, is lined with a bunch of massacred bodies. This is where there's there's chainsaws roaring roaring everywhere inside the house. So there's <laughs> bloody cut up bodies and chainsaws. So we go through a garage area. Uh, we go into a I think it was supposed to be a basement because there's like a trickling water sound and it was dark. And from there, there, there's, there's like bodies wrapped up on, on, uh, I guess shelves. It's almost like kind of mausoleum. Like it's not a mausoleum, but I think it's a basement of the house. And there's some more gruesome items on the shelves. There's some chainsaws heard from there. We move out of the house and we're told once again to get out of the, what the hell are you doing in my house? Get out of the house. I think it's a, the same character, different character, same character that we saw when we came in, but now we pass the van. And the van, inside the van, at least when I went through, it was a young woman screaming and Leatherface is on top with a running chainsaw slashing at the roof. That was awesome nice. because that didn't have to be 2003 or 74 or anything. Well, I mean, nope. I thought, I thought it's, it's 74 because van, the van is the is pretty um, yeah, iconic. Is that a word? It's pretty essential to the story. I mean, that's what gets yeah. the kids there and that's what they try to escape in. Obviously, not successfully. 
Um, Did this one say free candy on the side? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> No, this isn't an old van, too. I think this one was picked. Again, not knowing the 2003, if they used the same year van. If they did, then it's from that one. But if not, then they they picked this pretty much as a, a I, I would think, as an homage to 74. Mm-hmm. Do you know, now, I, I don't know how I know this, and don't ask me why I know this, but you know that free candy doesn't work as good anymore. <laughs> anymore. Yeah, free Wi-Fi works way free better. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Rare Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, oh. <laughs> gonna have to tell the guy to try that. <laughs> one. So we move past the past the van, out through the garage, and through like a a, a, a kind of a twist of of uh, not twist and turn, but a little bit of a maze ish of fences. I use the maze loosely because it's a clear path, but you're you're going left and right and left and right, and it's of fences and. Uh, Plenty of opportunities for boo holes and Morse characters yeah. to jump out at you. Um, after that, we pass an old decrepit school bus, and then we go through some hanging sheets. And this is our last encounter with Leatherface, and he is just roaring that chainsaw and walking through the sheets, barely even looking to see if he's coming anywhere near you, which is awesome. Great last encounter as you go through the exit. And that is actually the exit of this Texas Chainsaw Massacre maze. So um, was there a school bus in the in the newer one? I don't know. I yeah, that's why I don't. Maybe, hmm. possibly. Cause I, yeah, because I mean, obviously, the original one had no school bus. Yeah, no, was there was. You're right. Yeah, they. I was, <laughs> I was wondering what the the re- relevance of the school bus was. Other than having it and being and it being rested, because they clearly owned the school bus because we've seen it. It was the stage for the purge scare zone. It was outside the purge last year, so they maybe it was just a way to. Again, maybe it is in the movie, but if it's not in the movie, let's 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 speculate a little bit. And say if it's not in the movie, it's a really good way to create a path. Yes, definitely. As well, mm-hmm. and create yep. some ambiance, and it fit in this one better than any other any other maze we're going to talk about for this year. Cool. Because that, if anyone owned a rusty old school bus and probably oh, yeah. had children in it one time, it would have been the Hewitt family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, ex- I expect they, they they could be named after my last name too. <laughs> I this was actually this was pretty good because the Leatherface stuff was really good. Having like that, remember liking it that year. I really expect big things from this year's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I am so so stoked for this maze yep. this year. Yep, me too. I mean, I actually wouldn't wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't have minded seeing this one just because. Like, you know, like we discussed in the beginning, it's there's only so many things you can take off of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But this one, because they're going this year, because they're going back to the iconic first movie, it's going to be so fucking cool. If there's not a Leatherface slamming a uh, whatever that that steel door is <sighs> yeah. in, our, in our faces, mm-hmm. I will be surprised. Yeah. Because that is... That is just watching it on the plane. It's like, oh, I just, I, when he, ah, when he clubbed the guy, pulled him in and slammed. Him. I think the slamming of the door got me more than him clubbing the guy, because that just showed his rage and violence and strength in one clearly yep. well defined shot. That's such a good movie. It <laughs> so is. How many it times is. have we said that in this though? <laughs> but, and it was uh, to me, it was like. It was a good movie before it was a horror movie. Yeah, right. You know yes. what I mean? Yep. Like yeah. the fact that it was a horror movie was was aside of the fact that that was just a really really well done movie. Where you know you look at a lot of the um, even what we're talking about next, the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the the Friday the Thirteenth. Other than the first one or two, most of them are just they're slasher flicks, right? They're just they're cashing in on money and they're slasher flicks and they're they're good honest Halloween horror fun, but. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just a really good movie. Yeah. That happens to be horror. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 hard to believe it's made in 74. Absolutely. Having watched it again. All right. We're gonna talk about this all night if yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Because I was here. about to talk about that documentary again, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on then. Um next one. Friday the thirteenth, Camp Blood. Camp Blood, yes. And this was done in the Jaws queue, which is a great place to have a f- Jason theme because of the whole Crystal Lake thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having it near water just sets the ambiance for it. 
So we, the first thing we see that we recognize would recognize from the movie is a Camp Crystal Lake song, song, <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake sign. I don't know what the Camp Crystal Lake song is. Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Crystal Lake, will you get eaten by Jason? <laughs> eaten. <laughs> oh, wrong movie. Wow, yeah. you're uh, right character. Wrong movie. Yeah. I was just saying you're projecting a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> You want to get what by what? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, the Camp Crystal Lake sign, which I don't know if that was the same one we saw at Freddy versus Jason last year, but it was, it was, it's, it, I bet it is. Yeah, it probably is because, I mean, if they're going to go for movie accurate, there's the one sign. So they probably, why, why, why not reuse it if they had it? Maybe they didn't have to remake it. Don't know. May find that out someday. Don't care. Exactly. I mean, uh- <laughs> So it starts, the actual maze part of it starts in the boathouse to remind you that you're at Camp Crystal Lake. And it look, there's more stuff in face with the, the ropes and probably, and the, the net, oh, that was it. It was fishnet threadings. They're not threads, mm-hmm. but like the fishnets kind of torn up and hanging there. Maybe some fish line because you can't see it, but that was, there was definitely that stuff hanging. And your first encounter is with Jason in this area. Oh, uh, so right off the bat. Right off the bat, yep. This nice. is actually, it's it's not too far removed from the Jason portion of Freddy versus Jason. Really? Not okay, because the Jason portion was good. Yeah. it's and, got, Well, actually, let me rephrase that. The Jason portion was good. The Freddy portion was good. The rest. <laughs> the dream state fight was not yeah. so hot. <laughs> mm. I, I wasn't a big fan of the video and oh that part yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. part yeah yep, I got gotcha. you yep and yep. I, I understand why they did it um and it was an, an interesting yeah we've talked about that yep. let's keep going yep so the theme music is playing the whole time with some of the mixed in of course and since <laughs> they they had it and if you, I was gonna say not I was gonna say you have it got to use it but it's not it's just effective as well so it's not a yeah. not a sense of we paid for it we better use it it just it just works well it just sets the whole theme where you want it we're just so from here we go into the sleeping area and again this is not unlike what we saw in 25 it is the bunk beds and there's no mm-hmm. victims in this but there's a, a, another another spot for a jason encounter so this is going when i was putting the notes through this i was like this is really it's not exact but it's very reminiscent of of freddy versus jason so if you put <laughs> in in 25, we did have a victim on the beds. Did we? Yep. Okay. Then maybe we did in this, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have my notes. It was the guy in the flannel, the flannel okay, shirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in the flannel shirt with the, the jeans. And then they had the head at the top that was uh, okay, clearly right. cut. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, we go through more of the camp. We see more victims. We see more Jasons. And this is actually, if I remember right. And I didn't put it in my notes, but like, this is kind of like the camp. This part is kind of what the entry was for Freddy versus Jason. Mm. Like you're outside. Yep. And there's a Jason behind a tree and you see some victims mm-hmm. with like the arrow through his throat and that kind of thing. So it's, mm. it's a similar scene, just in a different sequence. So uh, you went through this one, right? Yeah. Did you run into a Jason? I did not. <laughs> oh shit. Thanks for asking. I saved that for 25. Yeah. yeah, something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, right. So from out of the camp, we walk onto the docks, and then into the docks we go to another boathouse, and we this is where we actually see people being hunted by Jason. They're they're not quite. There's a woman that is inside a sack that's labeled Camp of a property of Camp Crystal Lake, screaming and crying, and the bag is wiggling around. Not unlike the bag we saw in. Mm-hmm. Home for the holidays, but still, you know, effective. So, how did they do the um, boathouse, uh, etc. areas? Like, did was there water effects? Were there anything like that, or was it just very obviously a boathouse because there was like oars and things? Yeah, that's it. Was the the, the decor? Okay, cool. Okay, so going through the boathouse as you went through, and I think it was in the second boathouse. It might have been in the first boathouse, but I think it was in the second. There was like a backlit glass window with jason stalking back and forth and stopping at the window now and again it was an awesome shadow silhouette it, well i think it was a silhouette it could have been a projection because it there, he never came through or broke through the glass so it may have actually been a set of projections i think about it mm. Mm. but either way it was it was pretty it was a cool thing i, I like the when they 
play with light and uh, shadows and that type of thing. Yeah, they and they do a good job with most of it. Yep. And then um, the boat house kind of melds into Jason's house, and there is a uh, a uh, when we get up to one of those big like wooden spools, and there is the candlelit altar. It says Mother's Shrine, so it's not the bathtub shrine we saw in Freddy versus Jason, but it's a different shrine. It's got her head surrounded by candles i think it has some body parts that may be hers and it's all on top of this big wooden spool like i had said now this grabs your attention because there's one final jason that steps out from the left and this is probably the 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 best setup for this character in this entire for the for the jason's character in, in the entire maze because there's so much to look at at that shrine that he caught a lot of people off guard that i saw yeah so and then from there we actually exit. So that was Camp Blood, and now that you've heard it, it's a lot of what they pulled a lot of what they did in this year into the Freddy versus Jason for twenty five. Yep, but it's it's well for twenty five. Freddy versus Jason was a long maze, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's so they could have probably pulled almost everything from this, right? Oh, Put I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, yeah, no, no, no. At all. I was thinking like. I'm thinking, how did we see so much? But it's like, no, that was a that was just a long maze in 25. Yeah, yep. yeah, very cool. I mean, it's a uh, yeah, you you get to see tons of tons of good Friday the 13th and iconic stuff for Friday the 13th. Exactly. Not yep. not something specific to in any any advertised movie or anything. Which is what sometimes happens with some of these things. It's like it, they stick very specific to a, a singular movie in mm-hmm. a series. Which can work or can be kind of, uh, this is just like, no, this is classic Jason. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> There's nothing left on that. All right. Last one. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Dreamwalkers. Okay. Yes. This is, again, you're going to see a lot of similarities to this and Freddy versus Jason. But the, yeah. the, the beginning is a lot different. This is... Uh, this is the Freddy house, obviously, and this is you're greeted you're, as you're in queue. You're watching an endorsement for a, the Sleep Well Sleep Aid, and it's something you <laughs> you are going to be taking before you go into the house. So as you, the first thing you enter is a medical tent area, and you've inhaled Sleep Well before moving on. Now, of course, this medical uh-huh. tent is filled with the iconic fog from Halloween Horror Nights. And then, but as you walk through, there's the the area is lined with flyers and ads and all kinds of stuff for sleep well and how great it is and everything. Meanwhile, one of the workers, I'm sorry, I should say, meanwhile, the workers in the tents all have on gas masks. So they're talking about how wonderful this is, yet none of them want to take it. Yeah. There is one worker uh, that it's it's kind of like the check-in receptionist. She's a little kooky kind of getting the idea that maybe she inhaled a little too much through the night so <laughs> after your dosage of sleep well you exit that tent and you're in front of 1428 elm street so it is a similar facade to what we saw but the facade we saw was nice and clean uh well i mean it was it was a house this was like this was completely uh, it was almost like it looked like it was abandoned. It was completely decrepit. It was dirty. So it was it was the same front of the house, but we saw it kind of like in the nice movie ready facade. This was not. This was different. This this was all kind of beat up, decrepit, and like I said, it looked abandoned. So it was a different than what we saw in twenty five. Okay. So we walk into the house, same entryways we saw last year. They have the stairwell with the blood on the walls. Uh, there is a character of sorts so she's not really there to scare you it's a young girl with a teddy bear by the door she's there kind of more to startle you than scare you we move from there into the first real dream uh first real dream world room now this was not we did not have this last year this was um the recreation of the johnny depp scene where he got pulled into the bed so as you walk into Mm. the room the room is on its side like literally on its side the bed is to the right on the right wall and there's a ceiling fan on the left wall so the room is sideways they didn't do this in 25 so this would have been yeah something left out uh what was (laughs) there was a bookcase and a tv up ahead 
Um, and the TV just kind of, I don't remember what was on it, but every once in a while, Freddy's image would flash up on the TV now and again. Uh, there was a bull, boo hole on the opposite wall for a Freddy's character to jump in and out of. Now, to leave this room, you actually went through the bed. This is where I'm saying it was a recreation of Johnny Depp getting sex through the bed. Not only a recreation of the room, but you actually went through the bed to get out of this room, <laughs> which is kind of neat. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. So you went through a very odd hallway. It was lined with mattresses. I, I, and it wasn't, but it wasn't fully mattress lined like a, a psychotic uh, rubber room, or like one of the padded rooms, I should say. It was just mattresses crooked on the wall. Very, I, I, it, huh. I think it was supposed to be part of the dream state you're in, or you're in sleep well, or may on the sleep well, or maybe it was as you're passing through the bed. I don't know what they were trying to convey with this hallway. Is kind of odd. Eh, it's dreamscape stuff. Right, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't detract from it. Just in, on hindsight, it's like, yeah, that was a kind of odd part of that house. So this is, there's a Freddy immediately on the other side of the bed. And in the next, once you get through this hallway, the next area is like another hallway of like some of Freddy's greatest kills. Not unlike what we saw last year again, including the picking up the girl and putting her head through the TV. So you walk through the hallways, you looked in each cell and there's one of Freddy's best kills. So that, yep. that we did see. That's cool. I mean that, and you got to have some of the iconic Freddy kills. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you're going to do a Freddy maze, you got to have the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the one. So next room is like a hospital slash research ward. And there's children sleeping on gurneys, and I think there's about six of them, and they're not sleeping uh, straight across. They're kind of in a like a a star pattern around you, and the monitors on the TV, like they're they're monitoring all their uh, or the I say the monitors above the bed, they're monitoring their their vitals and whatnot. Um, like every few seconds, the TV, the 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 monitors, the vital monitors. Freddie would appear, an alarm would sound, and they'd all sit up simultaneously and scream. Oh, that was a cool room. Yeah. That was a really cool room. So, and then there was also sheets between the each beds, like in a hospital, and they were just long enough for another Freddy Freddy character to hide behind and move around that room and set up for his next scare. Uh, the next area was the rusted archway mirror maze. Uh, some more characters, some more playing with mirrors, and some more Freddies. Last room was Freddy's boiler room, and mm. yeah, hanging chains and lots of Freddies as uh, this closed down. This was actually the last room, and your last encounters with Freddy, he actually would pop out at the very end as well and kind of send you on your way, chase you out, as it were. So that was it. This one has actually uh, had a lot. I think I had a few more elements that we didn't see in 25 as opposed to the Jason one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one had yeah. a, a bunch of different things we didn't see. Yep. This was the one I went to probably the most. Well, it, I think it would have, to, well, not necessarily have to be, but it's the one I went to on employee preview night and probably the one I went to the most because I am a Freddy fan, nightmare and Elm street fan. And it's uh that I, I did see this one quite a few times. This one was cool. This one was cool. And I think they spent a lot more time, uh, in 25 building up the, the facade and the that first entry room took up a lot of space that they detracted from what they did in this one you know what i mean yeah because this one had a lot more of the action stuff and a lot more of the the, the scary sequences and stuff when they in a good way they took uh for 20 when they did Freddy versus Jason in 25, they took the chance when they did the transition, they took the opportunity, I guess, to, to really do that transition well and make sure that you understood what the transition was. And that took a little bit away from a little bit more of Freddy's kill zones, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. I got what you're saying. Yep. Worth it in my opinion right, for yep. 25, but it's just, that's, that's why we didn't see as much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Because the, the facade in that first room that, oh man, that was fantastic. When you walked through the yeah. facade and then you walked in and you saw the staircase and you saw all of those things, that was worth all of that space that they could have done other stuff in. Yeah. And the uh, actually the, the two that stand out, the bedroom one where you walk through the bed and the kids in the uh, 
research lab. Um, their kids in a research lab one that is pretty character intensive because there's six kids on the bed and a Freddy. So that's seven characters they can put elsewhere, and they still had the Freddy versus Jason part, so they needed more people yeah. there. So I could see why they'd cut that one too. It's also more uh, specific to singular movie, right? Right. Uh, you know what? It's funny. I think that's from. Well, I want to say Freddy versus Jason. Maybe that's why they took it out because well, they weren't they weren't doing that Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> that might be the reason they took that out now. Actually, <laughs> could be. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, well, there you go. So that is it for the Nightmare on Elm Street Dreamwalkers, and that's it for the houses, mazes, whatever word we're going to use. <laughs> and we've now, I think, really close to talk two hours between two episodes just about mazes. Yep. That's really? how big of a year this is. Yeah. Yep. So so we should wrap this up we with can, going through rides and attractions quick. We can actually we could probably do scare zones cuz scare zone is there's not much. There's just Oh, you want to do the scare zones. I yeah, think we okay. can finish oh, up with yeah. scare zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scare zones is pretty easy. It's midway of the bazaar. It's all the way throughout the park. They had basically Jack had plumbed what what is the description here? Jack has plumbed the depths of his deprivation to transform all of the Halloween Horror Nights into the midway of the bazaar. A spine-tingling, multi-sensory spectacle. See much, uh, see such sinister sideshows as the Rat Lady, the Chainsaw Drill Team, Motor Maniacs. Must have been the motorcycles again. Oh, well, Killer, yeah, I'm going to tell you about that, yeah. <laughs> Killer Carnies and the Troop Macabre. Yep. That was, yeah, it was um, one big scare zone pretty much and they advertised that there was no safe zones but that wasn't really the case there's some place you could take a breather a breather uh and that's what you described is pretty much what you got um everything was that the method carnival theme the only time that it wasn't really carnival theme was when you got over the central park area that's where the troop macabre um was mm-hmm. and that was like a french gothic theme uh, scare zone so it didn't really have the carnival in there so it kind of was kind of had another scare zone but they still lumped it in and with the carnival theme which makes sense if yeah. jack is transforming the uh entire park into his carnival of carnage that that works the story much better and of course they bring back the name midway of the bazaar yep, which is exactly. something that yep. is a very very old name for uh halloween horror nights i think it's like probably from the beginning let me yeah actually you're right yep check this out uh, quick but i think yeah it was like from the very very beginning it was uh, oh no no nothing okay. in fright nights uh, okay so it was uh, probably the uh, two yeah yeah but anyway it, it's one of those things where it's it's a long long time attraction and doing it with um jack is just crazy fun yeah God, crazy <laughs> fun right yep a um, couple of other themes they pulled in, or I should say one other theme, the Chainsaw Drill Team, they they kind of roamed the streets. They sort of carried over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre idea. They they were led loosely, I should say, by Sheriff Hoyt, char- the Sheriff Hoyt character, and that was the Arlie Emery character I was talking about earlier, um, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. So they had a guy that did a really good voice impression of him when they'd bring the chainsaw drill team out, but then, then that was, they were just kind of set loose after that. So that's why I say it was very sort of kind of carried over the chainsaw, uh, Texas chainsaw massacre theme. Right. Uh, the, now the, uh, the, the, they had clown theme, like you, you guessed it. Mm-hmm. They had clown theme characters in New York riding motorcycles decorated like demonic possessed carousel horses. Oh, oh, neat. These are the bone choppers, but with carousel horses. These wow. are actually almost as cool as the bone choppers. I would so, bet. Yeah. Because I got to say, um, carousels are freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Those horses just look weird. No, it's it's like clown horses, right? Sort of, I guess. I never thought of that, but I guess they are. Seriously? They're fancy horses. They're not clown horses. Fancy horses? But that, yes. I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's they're clown horses, and it's like <laughs> kind of creepy. Uh, they had an addition to the horses, though. They also had these kind of nightmare-inspired warped bumper cars that clowns would drive around in. These free-roaming bumper cars, <laughs> nice With clowns. Yep, With clowns. Yeah, of course, those yeah. were cool. Those that were sounds cool. that sounds really fun, actually. Because yeah. yeah, watching, watching clowns run around in bumper cars would be fun. Yep. 
And Quint already said it because it was in the description. We did have a rat lady, the rat lady this year. The rat lady. Yeah. Rat lady. Yeah. Karen's favorite. Yeah. And that's really it for the scare zone. I mean, that is the scare zone. Even though it's advertised as one, it was kind of split up. You kind of had your your the the French gothic vampire in Central Park. You had your motorcycles and bumper cars in New York, and the chainsaw drill team was roaming around. But it was still. But again, they were selling it as a story, which I was full behind because I love the idea of the story of the Carnival of Carnage behind this year. Yeah, and just just to wrap up, uh, Midway of the Bazaar was the. Second scare zone that they ever had. Oh, well, okay. it was um, the first one was in '94. It was Hollywood Boulevard, uh, Horrorwood. Oh, which okay. Was in Hollywood Boulevard, and then the next year in '95 they had Horrorwood again, and they had the Midway of the Bazaar. Oh, so okay, interesting. It was the so, second one that they ever did. So they didn't have. I mean, I know we did this, but as a year ago, there weren't scare zones in two and three. No, no, one, wow. two, and three had no scare zones. Okay. The first scare zones were. I know were, they had sideshow performers, so maybe that's what they did. Yeah, they okay. had some sideshows and things like that, but they didn't actually call them scare zones until uh, okay. ninety four. Gotcha. That's when the term came about. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, so this is like going way, way back into the very beginning to to bring that name out. So that's very fun. Yeah, and that's so. that. I think does it for this episode because we're at an hour again, and we got. Four shows coming up. Three of them I have a lot of notes on. There's the Freak Show. There's Rocky Horror Picture Show Tribute. There's the Carnival of Carnage. And this is important because you guys have seen its sequel last year. You need to Mm -hmm. know about the prequel. And then, of course, Bill and Ted. That's probably another hour. So I think we're going to go into a part three on this one, which I kind of knew we were going to do because I I love Carnival of Carnage. So I'm going to quick go through rides and attractions just okay. to, to wrap that up for this one. That way, the next one is just shows and the Wayback Machine. So Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast. I don't know why that was open. <laughs> Twist, Twister, Ride It Out, Earthquake, Men in Black, Alien Attack. We always love that. Shrek 3D, 40, um, Revenge of the Mummy, and Jaws. Those were the ones. Uh, on peak nights, E.T. Adventure was also open. Oh, which, good. Yeah. It was <laughs> Again, there's some of these, some of these on the list are kind of weird. And especially Jaws is interesting because they use the queue line uh, for, yeah. for uh, um, a maze. So it's kind of weird for that to be open. But anyway, those were the, the rides that were open that you could go and enjoy in between your peeing your pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Looking at clowns. Looking at clowns. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, that does it for part two. So, part three will be the shows, and we'll wrap up Carnival of Carnage. And that, I think, well, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate there. And that is this. I knew this was going to be a big, big one to cover. We have some more. We probably won't have any three-parters again until we get into the years that Quinn and I went together, because then we'll have a lot more to talk about again. Mm-hmm. But until then, this should be probably the longest run we have on one year. So join us for that one, please. And if you haven't checked out episode or part one of this, please do. It's uh, You'll find it right behind it in this feed or on our website at newsaz.com. Um, follow us. I, I don't think I ever mentioned our social media pages, so let me do it now. Follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. for It's, it's our, for our... our uh, whole network but when halloween horror nights comes around we do a lot of halloween horror nights posting in fact we're doing it right now so that's at facebook.com slash news as podcast and we are at news as on twitter and i guess that's all we got with those dave's got all the other accounts i don't know what they're called so i'm gonna plug those (laughs) oh um you know i haven't mentioned this at all and it's been up for like a month we have some kind of chance inspired shirts with the news as logo in our online store it's newsas.com slash shop and we call them halloween hard nights 26 meetup shirts that doesn't mean you have to get a shirt to meet us up with that's the shirts we're going to be wearing at the meetup so you can find us so there's only so many words i could put in a title so that was the best way to describe it but if you if you want one if you like the design and you want to help support the show a little bit that's a great way to do it so it's at newsas.com slash shop Yes, we did. Quint. Do you want to announce it? Uh, I have no idea who it is. I have to go way oh, back in their Twitter then. feed. And so, okay. So, um, 
So check that out. We have some other news as logo stuff too, if you're interested. But if you at least want to see what the shirts we're going to be wearing, so you can find us on October 14th when we're all there together, Friday, October 14th. Check it out. Uh, it's that's that's like I just said. I think they say HHN26 meetup shirts. So um, I think that's all the plugs that I didn't write down that I had to do that I came up with the top of my head. I didn't stumble too bad. Of course, when it's when it's edited, it'll sound even better. <laughs> so that is it for part two. Part three, we'll wrap this all up. We'll talk about the shows, including one of the all-time greatest shows and the introduction of a very important character and probably no more important to talk about this character than this year. So join mm-hmm. us for that in part three. Until then, I will say thank you once again for listening and we'll see you in that episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.